Although we can't go back in time, we can reflect on our past experiences and learn from them. But wouldn't it be so amazing if we could? If you could, what would you tell yourself? This is Letters to My Younger Self. I'm Liz Gardner. Join me as we talk with some of my favorite people about their life stories and how they've learned and how we can become a little better by hearing their incredible stories. Dear Younger Liz, you are capable of so much more than you give yourself credit. Don't waste your time worrying about what others think. You'll have some sad, hard days, but they will shape your life. Don't run away from the heartache. It will make you more compassionate and empathetic. Don't let the fear of failing hold you back from trying something new. People will change your life who you talk to for 10 minutes and others you'll know your whole life. Learn from them, love them, and don't forget to love yourself. Hello and welcome to Letters to My Younger Self. This week is going to be a little bit different. I decided that it's been a year this week since I got the idea to start a podcast and so I thought I could share a little bit about why I decided to start Letters to My Younger Self. Last time this year, I had recently read a book and it was a self-help book on reaching your goals. I felt like there was something I needed to do. And as I was reading the book, I was like, yeah, this is great. But I kept not knowing what I wanted to do. And I felt like there was more that I wanted to do in my life. And I stay home with my two boys. I was trying to figure out, is it that I'm supposed to go back to work? And every time I thought about that, that didn't seem like the right answer. But I felt like there was something else I wanted to do, something else I wanted to contribute but I wasn't quite sure what it was. So it's kind of a funny story, but I feel like for a while I had this idea that I wanted to get a group of people together and have somebody that would come each week or once a month and share their story. I feel like growing up, hearing other people's stories and hearing about their faith or what motivates them or how they got through hard times just really was motivating to me. And I've always been so fascinated by people. So I had this idea back in 2018 that maybe I would start a group. We were at business school that year and things were busy and it just ended up not happening. It was my birthday and we have a birthday tradition that everyone goes around and says something that they like about that person on their birthday. And my brother-in-law, he said, one thing I like about Liz is that if she has an idea, she always goes through with it. I remember thinking, oh, that's really nice. But in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, I had that idea one time about starting a group and I never did anything about it. So this was in September, and then about a month later in October, it was a Sunday morning, and we were getting ready to go to church. In our church, when babies are born, they receive a blessing, and my sister was blessing her little baby. They do the blessing at church, and then they usually, there's a little get-together after. And so my parents were hosting it at their house, and my parents came home, and in their house, there they have a lock on their door and the battery had died and so they had no way of getting into their house they don't really have keys to their house they just have a code i guess i shouldn't publicize how to get into my parents house but basically they needed help getting in through this doggy door they called us to see if hayden could help them out so nate took hayden over to my parents house so i had a few minutes to just think which i feel like doesn't always happen very often 
one thing that I feel like I do a lot of times is I either have lots of people around me or I have something in my ears or, or whatever, but I feel like I just had a quiet morning and the thought of starting a podcast just came right into my mind. It was interesting because the name Letters to My Younger Self just came really quickly and I just kind of felt like it was something that I should do. But I was a little nervous that I would do the same thing that I did before and just have a good idea but never really do something about it. So I decided that I was going to tell people so that I would be held accountable. So that day I saw my whole family and I started saying, I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, about what? And do you know anything about Of course, I didn't really know anything about podcasting, and I just knew that I wanted to help share people's stories. And I feel like a lot of people have platforms to be able to share their stories. I feel like there's a lot of influencers and there's lots of people in this world that we can know about, and there's a lot of amazing people and people who write books, and there's memoirs and things that we can learn about, and it's amazing. And We can learn so much from them. But I also think that there's a population of people who maybe don't think that their story is that significant or they don't really have a way to be able to share their story. And I wanted to create a platform for those people. I didn't want to interview a bunch of super famous people that everyone would be familiar with, but people that I care about and people that I admire. It's really interesting. I think I've done 30 episodes now. It's amazing what I've learned and how amazing this year has been. I mean, obviously this year has been crazy. We've gone through so many things, but I feel like having these conversations with such amazing people and learning from them has been such a growing experience for me. So I'm really grateful that I started this podcast and I hope that you have enjoyed listening. But because I really didn't know anything, I talked to a couple people who started podcasts and they gave me advice. I bought a microphone and started going. I interviewed my friend Steph and I knew that she would be flexible with me even though I didn't know what I was saying or doing. But because I just was a juvenile. I didn't really do a big introduction. I guess I just figured everyone who would be listening would be people who knew me and knew my story. And so I decided that it might be nice for those of you that don't know me or those of you who would like to learn more for me to share a little bit about my story and a little bit about my background. I grew up in Kaysville, Utah. It's a small town about 30 minutes north of Salt Lake City. We have six kids in my family. I am the second oldest. My parents have an interesting story. They had my brother, and then they had me, and then they had a set of twin girls who were identical. So they had four kids, and they were feeling like life was pretty crazy, and the company that my dad worked for, I guess they just their insurance they didn't have like maternity insurance for the whole company and there was somebody else that was getting ready to have a baby and so the boss asked my dad if he was done having kids if they could use the maternity insurance for someone else and my dad 
I think probably feeling overwhelmed by our lives and these crazy little twin babies said, yeah, we're definitely done with kids. So this was in January. My mom found out in February that she was pregnant. So they didn't have a maternity insurance. And back then you couldn't just hop on insurance with a pre-existing condition. And so they basically just had to pay out of pocket for any of the services that they had. They had a good friend that said that he would deliver their babies and my mom had had really healthy pregnancies. So they decided not to do an ultrasound until my mom was seven months pregnant. So my parents had already bought another car cause they were planning on having baby number five. So they bought a seven seater car and at the seven month checkup to their surprise, there wasn't just one baby, but there were two babies. So my parents ended up having two sets of identical twin girls, 17 months apart. So with me and my brother, they had six kids in six years. Can you even imagine? So everywhere we went, people would ask if we were having a birthday party. My mom would say, no, these are just my kids. And if we were having a birthday party, do you think I would take them all to the grocery store? And I remember everyone would always say, you're, that my mom was amazing and they would say and everyone always felt bad for my brother because he was the only boy and I remember thinking what about me I'm the only girl who's not a twin and this affects me a lot too and I have to change lots of diapers so as a result I grew up in a pretty crazy household where things were loud all the time things were all about the twins and I kind of had to grow up fast. I was a funny little kid who loved to talk. I remember when my mom was busy after school, I'd just go and talk to the neighbor and tell her about my day or just kind of make my way down the street. And I remember going to my brother's soccer games and I loved chatting with all the moms. And just as a young elementary age girl, I, I loved hearing people's stories. I loved talking and in elementary school, I always got in trouble for talking. We had parent-teacher conference with my son, Hayden's teacher, and she said, he's doing great, he's just kind of chatty. And I wasn't very surprised because I got in trouble for chatting a lot in school. In junior high, I was very social. I could talk to anyone. I remember one time I had a friend and she had a boyfriend and he asked her to dance but she didn't know what to talk to him about so she asked me if i would stay there and talk with them while they danced so that they wouldn't run out of things to talk about now i would say no you guys can figure it out but i was a nice supportive friend and stood by why they were awkwardly slow dancing I have all these fun memories of junior high and high school and I feel like I got to meet so many wonderful people. After high school, I went on a graduation trip with a few close friends. We went to India and that was just a life-changing experience for me. It was the first time I really seen a third world country and seen the way other people lived and I feel like that was the first time I really was fascinated with different cultures, different religions, and things like that. In college, I decided to study psychology just because I was so interested in 
psychology. I went to SUU down in Southern Utah for two years, and then I served a mission for my church in Texas where I met my husband. And then when I came back, I finished school at UVU with a psychology degree. Me and my husband have now been married for nine years and he is wonderful. I love him and he has had kind of a crazy career which has made it so that we've moved around a lot and also which gives me plenty of time in the evenings to work on my podcast because he works quite a bit. So we got married. We were both in college. He was at BYU. We lived in Provo and then we went and lived in Arizona for a few months for an internship for internship number one and then we did another internship in we had a few months in between an internship and going back to school we had I had quit my job and we decided to do a humanitarian trip in Africa we lived in Africa for two months and then Nate did his second internship in investment banking I had never been to New York until we lived there. We had gone from being in Africa where we were surrounded by people all day, teaching people and having quite the social experience. And then I was in New York working from home and I don't think I've ever been so depressed. I wasn't really around people and didn't have any friends and I kind of just shut down and it was a really hard experience and I ended up learning a lot about myself that I need people and I need people to be happy and I met a lot of really great people that reached out to me and made the summer so much better. We went back and I finished school and then luckily we got to go back to New York again. Then we moved back to Utah again and then Nate decided he didn't want to do investment banking and switched to consulting. So we did an internship in Dallas. I was pregnant with my first child, Hayden, and we got back just in time to have a baby in Utah. And six months later, we moved out to Dallas full time. We lived there for a few years and then we went to London and did a transfer there for six months. We came back, we were there for a little while before we went to business school where we went to Chicago. Then we did a few internships after business school, one in Park City, one in Farmington, Utah, and now we are back in Dallas. So just in case you're wondering if that's a lot of internships, it is. We did four internships for Nate in undergrad and then after his MBA, he did two internships. So. We've been interns six times, which adds to our numbers of moving very easily. Yes, it's pure insanity that in nine years we moved 16 times. But as a result, I've been able to meet the most amazing people. Anytime I complain to Nate about the fact that we've moved way too much, he always says, well, what people would have you not met? What experiences would have you not had? And so I feel like I've had a unique experience to meet people from all over the world and meet really just fantastic people who have changed my life and so a lot of these people are the people that I interview because I think they're amazing and I want you to meet them as well 
So we are currently living in Dallas, Texas, and I have two wild boys that keep me on my toes, and I really have enjoyed the experience of doing this podcast. My question I ask everybody when they come on my podcast is if you could go back in time and give yourself advice, where would you go and what would you say? So I've thought about a couple places that I would want to go. I would do was I would go back to first grade. There was a boy that would chase us home from school every single day and I was so terrified. I hated boys and he would try to kiss us and I thought it was the most disgusting thing of my whole life. What I would tell myself is stop running and stand up to him and you don't have to run. And I would give myself a pep talk and say, stand up to this boy. You don't have to live your life in terror. I remember when he moved away in second grade, me and my friend, we had this party. It was like, he moved. We don't have to run home from school every day. You know, you think back of your childhood and you think, oh, that was so stress-free, but there were times that were really stressful. And I remember running home from school and trying to run my friend home from school and get back in time before he would try to kiss us. And it was just super stressful. So I would go back and tell my first grade self to stand up for yourself. Then I would go talk to my sixth grade self and it would be a little different story. Sixth grade was the highest of our elementary. And I feel like I got in a group of friends that just thought they were really great and some of the girls were a little snotty and I feel like there were some girls that we weren't super nice to. I feel like I figured it out later and I and I saw in junior high that some of the decisions we had made were not nice and I felt terrible about it but I think I would go back and say the world is not just about you. Think about how other people are feeling and reach out to them and be a friend to those who need it but you know I think learning that lesson at a young age and seeing things that I had done really affecting other people changed my perspective so much I remember when I was in seventh grade there was a girl and I felt bad that we hadn't been very nice to her and I wrote her a note to apologize to her And she responded to me and said, thanks for apologizing. Those years were so hard. I try to just blank them out. I don't remember anything you specifically said or did to me. But it just broke my heart that we had caused any more problems for her than she was already having. So I think I would go back and tell my sixth grade self to be a little nicer and to look out for those who need a friend. Then I'd go talk to my eighth grade self. I was one of those girls who matured really quickly and I went from being a size zero to a size eight overnight, really in one year, I gained quite a bit of weight and I remember being very self-conscious of that. And I remember looking at other girls and comparing myself to them. I feel like I was a fairly confident person, but I do feel like I was really insecure about my weight because it just seemed like overnight I went from having a small little figure to being a woman who had hips and a big booty and my body just changed really quickly and I wasn't very happy with it. 
I would say that your size does not define you and everyone isn't watching everything you're doing. And I would also say love your body, but also you have control. I feel like I didn't really learn how to take care of my body and to exercise and things like that until after I had a baby. And I kind of wish that somebody would have taught me to take care of myself and that exercise can be really fun and the only form of exercise is not running and I've never been a runner I've never loved it but I found other ways that I really enjoy exercising and I think that brought has brought me a lot of joy and it's not about the size of your body but being healthy and that you can not just sit and be sad that you look a certain way but that you can make healthy choices and take care of yourself I do remember me and my mom going on this diet when I was in junior high and it was super strict and we had to drink unsweetened cranberry juice and it was so gross and I went to this breakfast and they were giving awards out and they were giving donuts and I remember I said I'm on a diet with my mom and I remember the guy saying your mom doesn't need to go on a diet she's so skinny I remember thinking that was kind of (laughs) rude and so I would just say don't let people's comments or things like that make you feel insecure and love yourself for who you are usually I just let people pick one but I guess I can make the rules if I do this I also would go back to my 16 year old self and I would say retake driver's ed because I was a horrible driver and I barely passed the driving test at 80% and then I ended up getting in like six car accidents when I was in high school and so I would say retake driver's ed, learn how to drive and pay attention. One of my famous car accidents that I got in when I was in high school was I was bringing home pies from an activity at the church and I pulled into the driveway and didn't put the car in park. I had my foot on the brake and I was bringing the pie in and I smashed our big excursion into the garage and it crashed the two cars in the garage as well as the excursion and the garage door. So if you ever drive past my parents' house and you see a lovely garage door that has windows, that's because of my lovely accident. So mom, every time you see your cute little windows, you can thank me for being an airhead. So thanks mom and dad for being so patient with my bad driving skills. But luckily I've done pretty well. I just had one accident in the last nine years. Last summer I was pulling into our Airbnb garage that was pretty narrow and I was looking at the neighbors and accidentally took off the mirror of our the mirror on our car. Luckily our car wasn't worth very much and after we did a nice tape job it didn't cost too much to repair and then I would love to talk with my young mother self when I was first a mother to Hayden I feel like I had a little bit of postpartum depression and I felt really guilty that I didn't love the newborn stage and I would go and say you're doing an amazing job It will get better and it's okay that you don't love every stage of life. Every stage of motherhood is not going to be your favorite thing in the whole wide world, but you will be so grateful for these wonderful kids that bring so much joy and love into your heart, even though they will take everything from you. (laughs) 
and some days you will feel completely depleted but you will find so much joy in raising these kids and the way you mother is so much different than other people and you know what your kids need I'm sure there's tons of other times in my life where I could have given myself advice. I think, what would we tell ourselves if we knew the pandemic was coming at the beginning of this year? Would we say, live it up? Or would we say, grab some toilet paper? You never know. And would we even believe ourselves? And I know that we really can't go back in time. And I think looking back on these experiences, it's just a way for us to kind of express what we've learned And I hope that this podcast can teach you and help you. It's taught me so much and been such a rewarding experience for me. So thanks for coming along on my journey and listening to my wonderful friends. I think this has by far been the most awkward of my interviews. I much prefer interviewing other people than myself. Thank you for listening to Letters to My Younger Self. If this is the first time you're listening to this episode, I promise this is not the norm and I will go back to interviewing wonderful people. Thanks and have a great week. This is Liz Gardner. Thank you for listening to Letters to My Younger Self. I really appreciate all your support. If this episode helped you, please share it with a friend. Feel free to reach out if you have any recommendations for topics or people that you would like to hear in the next upcoming episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week.